Welcome to Lady Lens Podcast! And here we are again. It's <sighs> snowing outside and we're in front of cameras. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I wasn't expecting all the snow today. Mm-hmm. So, that's a little, a little cold. Last night I was lagging like crazy and I'm gonna blame the, sto- the storm. But today it was fine, so I don't know what's up. Uh... <laughs> I kind of thought the show might not happen, but it uh, looks looks okay. Uh, so we had three big series come out this weekend. That was uh, mm-hmm. honestly a lot of fun to watch. Before we get into the series exact uh, in depth, uh, the whole lock-in tournament has just been a, like a whole lot of fun to watch. I've been I've been loving actual tournament play earlier in the season. I feel like like I like series play more than anything. I've been mm-hmm. I've been asking for best of threes forever. You will never not hear me say best of threes are a good thing to have in the LCS. So I don't know. More, I just want to see more series. It's more interesting. Drafting gets interesting. Just look at the fucking hundred thieves C nine series. It like, mm-hmm. come on. If you, if you think best of ones are the best way to learn about drafting, oh boy, are there a lot I can teach you. Mm-hmm. Hey, it also gives you. I also enjoy it because it gives you a little bit of a better idea of where the standings are in the league, like right at the beginning. You're a little get to of like, okay, this might be like what our top caliber teams are, what our medium teams are, what are like our mm-hmm. bottom tier teams. Like you can get make clear judgments on who's going to be uh, the best, well, the best and who's going to be the worst coming into the split. And maybe determined who might have a little bit of room to grow. Based on the play that they're doing. <laughs> a little bit of room to grow. A maybe little a little bit, bit of room, room where they need to grow. Yes. And maybe perhaps a little bit of room in where... Where's that player that was supposed to be here? That's right. Not here. CLG. I'm talking about both of yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, Broxa was there for the last couple of days, wasn't he? No. No? I don't remember. No. Look, Broxa doesn't save that team. I don't care who you are. Broxa ain't saving that team. All right, Matt, how you feeling about this lock-in tournament? You have fun? Was it a good time? Did you you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, um, much like you. I think that best of threes tend to make more interesting gameplay. um, Because, you know, in best of ones, it's just like a fluke can happen or a weird draft can happen. But it's in best of threes that you really get to see... uh, you, you really get to see the teams pull stuff out uh, that they might not do in a best of one. They get to adapt and respond in a way that I think is interesting. So, Oh, it was also great to see the evolution of like, uh, maybe not perhaps the meta during the tournament, but it literally went from, oh, only Jin and Kaisa is being played in the bot lane to our most recent series in which almost everything's coming uh- out. There's a patch in between is why. Mm. Okay. This, this is this is something different that they did that never happens in a tournament where they went from one patch to another. I don't I don't think it's a problem. The tournament doesn't fucking mean anything in, in reality, so it's it's fine. It's actually a probably better that they do it so that they can get more uh, data at least. Like it, just mm-hmm. get on the cadence for the pros, because because we're still gonna be on eleven point two uh, when the season starts on Friday. Okay, okay. Huh. I didn't know there were a patch. there was a patch that occurred between there. Yeah, they started on 11-1 and now they moved to 11-2 for 
Just the la the knockout state? I don't remember exactly. Okay. Alright, so let's just jump right into it then. Uh let's talk about a hundred thieves versus cloud nine, aka the drafts I wish I got. Oh my god. Uh, hey Mont, do you want to read off Cloud Nine's team composition for game one? Ooh, let me pull that up real quick. Do 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 do. Do you happen to have it in front of you? Okay, fine, I'll read it. It is mm -hmm. Lulu top lane, Kindred Jungle, Oriana mid lane, Aphelios AD carry, and Thresh support. Mm. Here's what I want to know. How does this team do anything? What what is your game plan? What what is this? Who what is Lulu doing here? Only there for Sven. That's it. But that. But what are you buffing the AD carry from? You don't have anything to help him survive. It's if you're Lulu, you got an ultimate, and you have a W and an E that can all be put on one person. All, all they have to do is get through Lulu and Thresh. You know how hard that is when there isn't an actual tank threatening your team composition? Yes, but the biggest thing is 200 years in the bot lane, and that's as long as you can make it a late game, then you have something. Or at least mid -game. 200 years? Well, like 200 years ago, he ran this shit up against Misfortune and got clapped. Mmm. Ah. The early lanes that actually did not make that hurt. <laughs> I, would I wouldn't call Misfortune an early lane champion. That That's all mm. I'm saying. All right, Matt, what, Matt, what do you got for these first two games of drafting from Cloud9? What, what is your excuse for well, that? Like Haymont said, uh, Misfortune is in fact an early game champion. Uh, doesn't scale at all. Best the first two levels. No. Um, <laughs> what do I think about the draft? I think it's interesting, but not in a good way. Um, much like you, I was wondering what the fuck that team would even do. And I wish it had done something better. <laughs> it lost in 26 minutes, man. That, that's impressive. That's pretty fast. Yeah, I would have preferred that to not happen. but like, I, I can't even, like... <sighs> they leave up. Both Talia and Olaf give over Olaf and then don't pick Talia. Mm -hmm. Anybody. <laughs> Fucking anybody. Tell me why you do that. Come on, Jat. You're better. Wait, no. Jat's on T9. Who the fuck's Reaper? It's right over. It's fucking Rain over. It's Rain over, yeah. Come on, Rain over. You know better than this. You know how Talia is right now. You gotta pick Talia. You can leave both of them up, but you have to pick one of them. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Also, letting an Olaf and a Galio through for 100 Thieves, that's, uh, that is also a yikes moment there. I don't, I don't get it. What, what, what side was Cloud9 on this game? Mm, do, 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 do. Let me go a little bit farther. They in were there. red side. Cloud9 yeah. was red side. On what yes. planet, man? On what planet? Demonte's Galio is nasty. Like Demonte has two champions. Galio and Twist and of Fate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> she hasn't figured out another one as yet. She's working on it. He had a nasty Kiana until she got uh, kneecapped really hard. <laughs> yes. That was a while ago. That was when Clutch Gaming was still a thing.
Oh my god. FBI and Huhi are absolutely terrifying though. Uh, these guys are crazy good and they make Zen and Vulcan look like bitches. <laughs> also, in, this freaking- in, in game one and two, it did not go that well for them. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, I'm gonna I'm I'm read off game two's team composition for Cloud9. Uh, uh, please, everybody, hold on to your seat because you're gonna need it. It starts off with Graves top lane. The, mm-hmm. I could stop there, and this team comp's ludicrous. Then it comes up with uh, Udir jungle, mm-hmm. then Yone mid, mm-hmm. then uh, what? God damn it! It's, uh, there's three new Ash champions, and I cannot keep their names straight. It's not Samir. It's not Senna. It's uh, Seraphine. Then it's yep. Seraphine bot lane and Tark support. All right, Matt. Having a little bit of experience with the Sona Taric lane, exactly what is the Seraphine Taric lane supposed to accomplish? I've never played ter- Seraphine. Reddit has informed me that they're identical champions. How dare you not have have a <laughs> minimal knowledge of this? <laughs> uh, they're not identical champions. They're going to probably try to do different things because even though you build their support, Seraphine has a lot of raw damage in CC and her QWE that Sona doesn't have. I mean, I guess it's probably the same thing. Don't lose lane. <laughs> Try to poke when you can. You're probably more likely going to be able... You're, it's, I think it's more likely you're going to be able to get a kill with Seraphine than Sona because Seraphine does really, really high damage. She so has longer range. She's, yeah, she's got oh. really long range. She's got really good CC to set up for the Targ. So I imagine you're just trying to either get a pick occasionally or just be ready for the late game when you're team fighting mm-hmm. i don't really know what the point is I, like, like that, that's my problem with these comps is i look at them and i i cannot see where your carry is i cannot see where your front line is all i see is perks playing his worst champion of the fucking tournament at samira bot lane or got seraphine bot lane which i don't think is viable even that even a little bit like i don't like why Udir jungle, which has very little agency if you don't have strong laners, and then Graves top lane, which is picked to counter Renekton, but someday knows how to play Renekton, and guess what Graves can't do? Hit you in a minion pile. So all you do is stand in your minions, and then when he blows the Q, you just dash on him and kill him. I don't know why people think this is a, a counter pick. But, like, they spent the first two games trying to give Fudge a counterpick top lane and pick around that. On what planet? To, uh, if I remember this game correctly, um, Fudge was down 40 CS at one point. He's down 60 at the end. 60 at the end, okay. And which was probably not the worst thing that could have happened to him that game because. The fortunately <laughs> for him, closer missed a lot of Nidalee spears that could oh have probably God. killed him. Mm. It was sad. It was very bad to see. Um, so he got away with basically. I'm not gonna say the easiest. No, no, no. He he managed to get away from something that could have been so much more worse. These are the three completed items he had at 30 minutes. Bloodthirster, Immortal Shield Bow, and Plated Steel Caps. Mm-hmm. What the fuck will, is that supposed to do? 
I don't know, but I will say C9, uh, at least in late game, uh, picked their strategy and kept on trying to work around it. Uh, They're like, okay, we have the Seraphine, we have the Taric. Uh, we know that you guys want to play around the dragons, but we're going to force you to come over to this Baron, and we're going to keep healing and hitting it until one of you pokes your head out. We just need one of you to poke your head out. Or take a team fight. They and they just Nidalee. kept on doing that. How is that going to work? They have Nidalee, Alistar, and Kaisa. They either sack Alistar ult to bait out a fight at, at Baron, or they check it with Ryze ultimate, they poke out with uh, Nidalee spears to see what's happening, or Kaisa just spams W at champions. Like, I don't see how this is, uh, like, how that would be a viable strategy. It, like, I... It, why are we picking Yone here? I feel like even just picking Lucian mid here might have been useful. But, for, I, like, the fucking Graves top lane is the most useless pick in this entire fucking team comp. And somehow it got two kills. They weren't against Renekton, though, because Renekton didn't die this game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I will say it was what the fuck? probably the time he lane swapped mid. <laughs> yeah. Probably around there, and I think Blabber probably had a good, decent amount of play in there. It was just, it's, it's such a, it, it, I don't know who on, on uh, C9's camp decided, hey, we need to counterpick top lane to give Fudge the best shot, because he is uh, our weakest player. When's the last time that I have ever said, hey, let's, let's try and give our weakest player the strongest counterpick possible. I try to put that motherfucker on something stupid like Malzahar or Orn or some shit. Like, something that you cannot go wrong with. It's like, oh no, Malzahar's behind. He has an ultimate. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say C9 definitely showed that they're just a very stubborn team. Like, throughout this game and throughout this entire series. And at least in the late game, like, they're shock calling. Uh, they have been making majority of the best decisions out of hmm, basically I would say all of the teams albeit, albeit um, with the exclusion of Team Liquid. So that's it. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Comparing game one versus game three drafts for Cloud9. Uh, hang on, let me pull up the summary. So in game one, they're they're running Kindred Jungle, or oh no no okay game two and game three, uh they're running Graves top, Udir Udir jungle, Yone Seraphine Tarek game two. Then game three they switch it over to Lulu top, Udir Yone, uh, Senna and Tom Kench. Do you know how much better this composition is? You swap out um, three of the champions for other actual viable options, and, and it just actually makes sense. It's like, oh, Udyr dogpile is on the back line. Lulu ults Udyr. Udyr lives forever and kills the AD carry. Meanwhile, so Senna is just chewing through everyone while Yone just picks everyone up and Tom Kench is security. Like, that's such a good, like, that's a good comp. That is global. That is pressure. That has, like, a team fight. So whatever, whatever the fuck happened in two, it was just some dumb shit to help Fudge live a little. Also, Lulu mm-hmm. into Aatrox is a much better matchup than Lulu into Gregus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right, oh, Matt, man. we got then, to the happy part. What, what, do you, what do you got to say about these, these the last three matches? <laughs> the happy part, question mark? Yeah, the happy part of the match, where, where Cloud9 started really winning really games. <laughs> I'm actually drinking water. This is a bad time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is a bad time. <laughs> so, this is the beginning of a turnaround for Cloud9. I don't really... I don't really know why it was such a strong turnaround, and I don't know why 100 Thieves sort of deviated so hard from their game plan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there was much different about their compositions, but I don't feel like DeMonte's rise and set were good enough to pick it for four games. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't... I Just put him on Casio or something, like... Or can he play LeBlanc? Please tell me he can play LeBlanc. LeBlanc in a TF is such a good fucking pick. You see, the thing is, like I said, he only has two champions, <laughs> and it's it's just the two. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah, but they didn't. They, well, okay, game five, they picked both of them. <laughs> yes. Game five, they did pick both of them. He was very sad. It's the funniest thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why they started banning Yone in game uh, four and five. They banned Yone, Kaisa, and uh, Lucian for some reason, and I I just don't know why. It doesn't seem that good of a ban to ban out all three of those picks. Mm-hmm. I guess they're targeting, but at the same time. Uh, why do we end up with Vayne? <laughs> We're talking about game five? I mean, in general. Like, they ended up with Vayne and Zaya instead of, like, anybody else. The Vayne pick, I got no clue. Uh, FBI... I'm ready to talk, by the way. Sorry. Okay. It no, finish l- your sentence. It really looked like, like I said, C9 was just very stubborn and they knew what to do in the late game. Um, and by like game four, the thieves just looked gassed. Like they <laughs> did not, it did not look like they really had anything else in the tank, even though someday was still, uh, accumulating those, uh, major leads in the top lane. Someday Again. still has a lead over Fudge, even though Fudge is 4-0-4 in game five. That's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God. It also felt like C9 just had better objective control in the last three games. Mm-hmm. Well, like they were just like yoinking drakes left and right. Um, I remember in game three, one of the things that made me feel like when I was watching it, like, oh, we, we're still in this, is um, there was a tower dive bot lane, and then Senna just showed up and fucking, like, roasted people <laughs> and, like, evened out the dive. And I was like, oh, okay, we're still here. We get yeah. some drakes. It's actually a pretty even game at that point. You know, at one point, I think, like, 28 minutes, it's, like, 8 and 8 with, like, literally no gold difference, maybe a couple hundred. Um... But it just seemed like C9 was just sort of turned on. And like him on set eventually 100 Thieves just like gassed. I just... So there's a very stark contrast between the compositions they were running for the first two games and the compositions they ran in the last three. The last three have significantly higher global presence. And it seems like globals are the name of the game today. Uh, So... It's it's just really strong to have it. Like, there there's one global ability in all of uh, the last three games for 100 Thieves. 
Okay, okay. There's three because they have Talia for two of those games. Now, I don't know how they end up with Talia without Camille, but for some reason they get Jax, which should demolish Camille, and it does. Someday demolishes Fudge without trying. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just really wondering how we don't punish through Camille harder. Like, it feels like they should be able to leverage Fudge pretty hard, but I think in the last three, the bot lane actually kind of switched it up. Like, it looked like Zven and Vulcan actually started playing League of Legends in the last three games, and I think that was the difference maker. Because when your bot lane is just getting dumpstered, it's kind of pointless to, like, give them anything. But I still hate set mid in League of Legends right now because I feel like it's useless. <laughs> like the Monte on that set mid did not look good. How is that matchup for? Uh, set uh, set's supposed to win it because you just wait for him to blow his W and then you run at him and hit E, and then you just chunk him out. You have three times and he has to back. And meanwhile, you're just chugging health because your name's Set. Like, set mid lane is actually pretty easy to play into a lot of the mobile mages, especially if you can mana, ma- mana manage them. Because your management is health, and you get more health the lower your health is. So, you know, food, Are, um, food. Is Spellbook standard on TF? Yeah, it's the standard pick right now. Mm-hmm. A lot more flash plays. <laughs> That's it. Alright, we got two more series to get through. Uh... uh you got anything else to say about the series, or you want to go to the really uh, quick one? <laughs> let's uh, let's head on straight over to that really quick one. All right, so uh, we got EG versus Team Liquid, which was a very very quick three zero for Team Liquid. I think these both went like the opposite of how we would have expected them to. We thought the hundred these C nine one might be more one sided, and this one was going to be closer, if I remember correctly. I believe that's. I don't remember. I think that's right. Though. <laughs> and uh, EG, I, uh, I so disagree with their top lane picks, like like a lot. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the, the team liquid. I, they banned out Renekton every game. Is that what happened? Yeah, they banned out uh, Pantheon Renekton every game, and like, what are you gonna fucking do with as impact? They banned out Renekton. Renekton's like the most broken champion in the top lane. In pro play, at least. So, it's really hard to get off the ground. But then they just blind pick Nar into Jace twice. And I don't know what you're supposed to do there. I don't think Nar's that good. I feel like it's a... It's a gigantic hope that Nar doesn't get screwed. But there's so many picks that people have against him. Like, I don't know. Not even just, like, this is an entire meta that's kind of... uh most of the teams are playing around globals. So it's super easy to just go like, oh, hey, I have a TF ultimate. And there's a NAR that's slightly, a little bit too far out from underneath this. And he's about to transform back. Yeah. Or there's an easy like, oh, I'm Talia in the jungle. And I can really easily just put a wall up there and get there and just cut him off immediately. Yeah. There's so much. It's so easy to gank him. He's just so squishy and so weak when he's not in his, uh, 
full threat form. Like, as a laner, I hate laning against mini Gnar. I love laning against big Gnar because I don't have to care about his range anymore. He blows his W and I get to walk up and farm. But fucking mini Gnar is a terror. As a jungler, oh boy, do I love watching that bar tick down as you're pushing up that turret and turn over and you're still sitting there at the turret. It's just free food for me, man. Oh. Mm -hmm. I only just realized that Zazel isn't on EG anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. That's I don't think he has a job. <laughs> I don't know. He might be on an academy team. He's on an amateur I... team called Solify the Esports. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's uh... crazy to me because he's like good. He's pretty good, mm -hmm. yeah. I will. I fucking... he's, he was on the first NA team since season one to make it to semis, bro. Who is that? Yep. Uh, that NA team that made it to semis in season one? I don't know. Some dog shit team. Who was it, man? Was, <laughs> did, did it did it mine with a uh, uh, did it rhyme with a uh, free SM? A anything no. like that? No, no. Okay, okay. Just just make it just making sure TSM was that team. By the way, for anybody who does not know, yeah, uh, season one wasn't a real tournament. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything to discount TSM. Bro, that's bro, all I'm they saying. They ran GP jungles, dog. They ran <laughs> GPs in the jungle. What do you mean? It's a different you champion. Tell me that's league? Completely oh. different champion. All right. So oh, yeah. the big thing I think about this series is it's kind of the uh, the rise of Udyr. Because Udyr was played in every single game, I think. Yeah. Udyr was picked in every single game for both teams. Uh, TL got it twice and then lost it for game three. Uh, apparently Reddit loves watching Udyr play League of Legends. I don't get it either, but... It's Red, just the bear Red slap. likes to be real bipolar about everything. <laughs> the flash just... bear slap. Mm -hmm. Every time oh, gets... someone gets flash bear slapped, an angel an angel gets its wings. Ugh. It's just as soon as you hear that flash sound and the clap right afterwards, it's a great time. <laughs> You're just like, oh, somebody's getting wrecked right now. Somebody's in for a terrible time. Okay. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else is there to say about this series? I just EG just looked outclassed in almost every lane. Jazuke and Svenskaren, where the fuck were you two this series? Because Jesus Christ, did you not show up? Like, they were diving the tier three turret. Uh, after while they were about to get collapsed on, <laughs> uh, and giving Jensen two double kills. I do remember that distinctly happening. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of things like e EG just kept on making like error after error after mistake after mistake. And it was it was like they were like, okay, we're trying to fight for something, but they also were just fighting at the wrong times or mis-executing or slight mistakes. Like Ignar would blow his Teraphine ult and then that's just the cue for Team Liquid to go because that's one major ultimate that's just gone and it it wasn't it wasn't even close it just looked like team liquid was the overall better team and they were act they had their nerves together evil geniuses were kind of shot watching tl's bot lane this series was kind of disgusting definitely an ignar just never got off the ground they never got to participate and it's like i can't even blame them because Jazuke and Svenskaren were just playing so much worse. 
and Impact just kept getting punished. And it just it felt like there was no shot that EG could could do anything. They tried sometimes, but like it it, it was sad. It was a sad time. This was this is okay. one of the more sad series. I was just satisfied that I guessed correctly. <laughs> I was dissatisfied, I guessed incorrectly, but you were right, it is sad. Yeah. Also, don't don't pick Nar into Jace. Don't do it. Bad move. <laughs> well, you don't want to lose games. <laughs> Alright. Uh let's go talk about the the big kahuna of a series from this weekend. We got Cloud9 versus EG for the lock-in final. Ooh, one of those is wrong. I'm bad. Yeah, it's TL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like, what? Uh-huh. Uh, I honestly was right. like, did I, did I watch the wrong series? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you watched oh, guys, like two years ago. <laughs> All right, so... This is uh, what some people have coined uh, the series that was the Udyr's coming of age story. I don't know. A day after this. The whole this, tournament was really. <laughs> a day after this, they announced he's getting a rework. So uh, prepare yourselves for Aatrox all over again into how Udyr uh. is a perfectly balanced champion who should not be touched and should be left as is. And the new rework should be a new champion. That, that, that's the Reddit tire. Just get ready for it. It's going to happen. Just like everyone predicted the 3v3s. Do you think Trick UG is sad about it or happy about it? I guarantee it? you. He's like, thank God they've, re they've reworked this pizza-footed fuck. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> Verbatim. Verbatim. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Like, oh, God. The pizza feet on this motherfucker. <laughs> Just, ugh. All right. So let's go through this one game by game because I thought that like basically all these games were really kind of competitive except for the first two. <laughs> XD. <Yeah. laughs> so, this is why I like best of threes, by the way, is because C9 seems to be a team who's having some slow starts. To these so, sometimes they draft Graves top lane, you know, the shit happens. Yeah, yeah, but that's what yeah. I'm saying is in, if these were best of ones, I think C9 would have done like a lot worse. Because a lot mm -hmm. of their early early picks, they lost the first game of both series. series, of all exactly. three series, they would have no, not, yeah. would have got knocked out. <laughs> I know, no, and that's why I think best of threes are better because it allows teams to get us these competitive yeah, matches. Because some of the first out. games have been extremely uncompetitive, followed up by like people switching up the draft <laughs> and bringing the heat on any team, right? Like it's not just C nine. Like I think that's it's good for teams anyway. Just connecting to our previous point. So. <sighs> Wait. Oh, game four is the Aurelia game. Uh, so this whole series, it's again about them trying to mitigate fudge and trying to cope with that problem. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll get into fudge specifically after we talk about this series because Jesus Christ fudge. But it's such a, a problem when you have to focus on supporting one player as heavily as Cloud9 do, especially when your mid laner's not that good and your jungler is so hot or cold. Like when the only reliable part of your team is your bot lane, you 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 have a massive problem on your hands because your bot lane is incapable of getting itself ahead if it's e even. 
If your bot lane is on par with the enemy bot lane, it requires intervention from other laners to get an advantage. Or a throw, or a throw by the enemy team. Like they, what, you yeah. could. The only two ways it happens is if your mid laner or jungler roams down, or the enemy team makes like a catastrophic mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But teams like TL are good because they don't make a lot of catastrophic mistakes. Hey, uh, hot take: Core JJ is fucking nuts. Hot oh, take? I mean, I'm going to have take. to go ahead hot and ag agree with you there, dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes hey, I'm just going to have to say it. I'm going to come out and say it. Unpopular opinion. Core JJ, bonkers. Extremely good at this game and his role. So, um, I, I, I would have probably picked Core JJ as MVP of the series, but Alfari was also playing like a goddamn madman. That, that, Alfari that went man. off. I, I'm not going to lie. Alfari went in. That man was absolutely crazy. From game one to game five, he was demolishing Fudge like he gets paid to do it. Because he does. He gets paid to uh -huh. beat Fudge. I, did I say beat? I meant eat. <laughs> <laughs> so, who? I, I just, I can't get over this fucking, oh, it's so bad. Their team compositions are all trying to give Fudge agency. And then the enemy team just locks in Jax Talia, and it's just like, get in, loser, we're ganking Fudge. <laughs> and Fudge dies, and Fudge falls behind. It's just, like, I, how is how are you supposed to get an advantage like this? And then you, look, Perks, what is Perks doing? Perks gets Twisted Fate and doesn't do anything all fucking game, and Sven's just trying to drag people everywhere. Like, that's how they won the Hunter Thieves series. They almost lost game three, but Sven's just like, I'm going to get two pentakills, and everyone else is coming to the Nexus with me. Nope, where are you going? And he just fucking drags them there. Because that's the only way this team can fucking win right now, is by getting dragged there by Sven and Vulcan. I don't fucking get it. Every goddamn game is this. It Matt, was, uh, Matt, how do you feel about your bot lane being the only viable part of your team right now? Ah! <laughs> ah! That's the external um, screaming I like to hear. You know, as each game goes on, it becomes harder and harder to convince myself that things will get better. We'll get better. <laughs> we'll get more consistent. Um, I do think typically for imports you know perks and stuff i'm a little i have a little more of a leeway time uh, fudge is an do. import oh is he where's he from OCE. oh i forgot that <laughs> because i'm stupid and i don't remember things uh then i feel a little less bad right like if they had just ripped like you know like someday he's, he's been here a year fair enough <laughs> but you know what i mean you yeah. know what i'm trying to say though if you would stop fucking interrupting me when you take someone like perks who was an lec bring them over i i have a little bit more of a leeway in my head because i'm like i get it you're in a completely you're on a complete new continent it's a new scene i understand that that could conceivably take more getting used to right and i think that that's completely understandable and reasonable so i still am a little bit like okay you know it could turn around the perks fudge i'm a little worried about import or not been here you or not the play just seems a little inconsistent in a way that i'm i'm kind of worried about he'd Fudge seems to currently struggle stacking up against the best top laners and a team like C9. I mean, even as a, as a C9 fan, and even if I wasn't, I would kind of expect C9 to be able to stack up against the best teams because they historically have. And if you have a role on your team that kind of just can't, it seems a little worrisome. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful that it turns around, but I don't know. I also have no idea who's on their academy team, so I don't even know. I don't think they have optional upgrades. Like, uh, the Lord, as much as I shit on Blabber, Perks, or Fudge, they're not... Okay, Fudge might be the worst top laner in the league. Uh, but Blabber and Perks are not, like, below half for yeah. jo- for their role, probably. Uh, their I th- academy top is Darshan, so you would have to be saying that, like, <laughs> the, the merge here would have to be Fudge hey. for Darshan. Hey, you might put him in. That's all I'm saying. Quick what tangent. If, I mean, if Fiora becomes meta again, dog, maybe, hey, bro. Hey, <laughs> my boy Zion Spartan from GGU... He got. He's gonna come in and show Fudge how it do. Let me. That's all that's I'm saying. Be like this is this is how you play top lane, by the way. Locking Nasus and just start whacking shit. Or like, just that's w- lock in like mechanically intense carries like Fiora, <laughs> even if they're out of meta and go dumb. I don't think she's that far out of meta right now. He picked Yasuo top one time. I remember that. A lot of people did that <laughs> back when yeah, Yasuo I remember was though, a champion. I remember it though because it was an especially bad time. <laughs> but like. <sighs> Look, I, I would love to go, like, into specifics about these games, but the first two games looked like absolute stomps for Team Liquid, and there was nothing Cloud9 could do about it. Then you get to the next two games, and it looks like uh, C9 have kind of figured it out, but what I think actually happened is they've realized, oh, we can just put Fudge on a tank and then hope for the best out of bot lane, and then they got lucky with Fudge getting a, a really big lead on Aurelia and being able to just hyper-carry in Game 4. Now, uh, Game 4 still took 34 minutes to finish, by the way. It wasn't a quick mm-hmm. game, and it wasn't completely convincing that they could control the game. And it still took a monstrous 9-1 effort out of Zven to, to get this game going. Tactical still finished 9-3. That's one team fight from that Samira where she actually just wins the game by herself. And it almost happened twice. Like, I watched that happen. It was very close. So what the fuck is going on here? Why are we this disorganized? Why can Blabber not play Ol- or Ola, uh, Udyr effectively enough to control all of these dragons when he has a lead in the top lane and a lead in the bot lane? Or at least can an I, even I, bot lane. Can I ask, though, like, uh, before the finals, wasn't Udyr, like, a 33% win rate? He's still shitty. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, that's what I wrote yeah, when, like, when he started getting Yeah, like, obviously, like, I mean, yeah, Blobber couldn't do it, but it seems like nobody else could either. Like, that's why I was kind of confused by all the Udyr picks. It's like, I understand that something is, like, considered meta or, like, good or that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, obviously the pros and the analysts know more about the game than I do because it's their job and they spend more time on it. But, like, if, you're, if your calculations are telling you Udyr is a meta pick, and then after the first couple of days, Udyr has a 30% win rate. That's after two weeks of international play in all the top four regions. That's what I mean. Like, why are you still picking it? I... If you're picking this character, you're signing up for, like, there is a 70% chance, roughly, because it's 30-something percent. There's, like, a roughly a 70 to 60% chance that I will lose this game, right? So you have to be doing it for a reason, and it's not clear to me what that reason is, right? If all of these junglers cannot get this thing this champion to fire consistently why are we picking it well, why it looks are like, we doing this it looks like santorin uh, is one of the few who can but to make udir work but the, you i'm need not talking about lanes. i'm talking about like everybody else yeah. though like why is c9 picking it if we can't get it to work i mean they won game four with it i don't know if they won any other game with it <laughs> 
It's that um, Udyr, the champion, while it's great at farming, it also needs a very important supporting cast, right? Hold it on. Can't... Wait, can I just say one thing, Anthony? Because I understand what you're saying. But, like, let's say we're in Clash, right? Yeah. And the first day of the tournament, I'm like, I'm only picking, I'm only picking Twitch. And we lose, and we lose, and then we win one game, and then we lose. And then the next day comes around, and I'm like, hey, Anthony, I'm going to pick Twitch again. You're going to be like, no. Like <laughs> Look, we, I was like, but I won a game, but I won a game, and you're gonna be like, but Twitch has like a twenty. And this is a bad example because his win rate's high right now, but like you know, this was like a year ago. You'd be like, Twitch is a dog shit win rate, and we won one game, but who gives a shit, right? Like we won one game, game, but every four. lane won. Like yeah, yeah, we won game, we 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 won game three or four or whatever, but it wasn't because of we picked Twitch. It was because everybody popped off. And you could have been on Ash or Caitlyn or Sivir or Fuck Dog. You could have been on Syndra, and we would have won the game, bro. Like it doesn't matter, right? And so yeah. why am I picking Twitch again? Like it's just trolling, and that's what Udir feels like. It's like yeah, Udir wins some games, but Udir is winning games when his lanes get ahead, or when it's Santorin, or like a couple other people around the world. But the average jungler in the LCS anyway doesn't seem to be able to consistently pilot this Udir to Drake control two consistent leads for laners for anything like that so it doesn't make sense so, for me for them to keep picking it so here's the thing uh some of these stats wait are... i cut him on off early you gotta let him finish i'm just it, no, 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 no. It, it some of these stats are from 11.1 and some of them for 11.2 there's a very important change to uh the chemtech where they switched it over to cdr instead of being something else i don't remember it might have been the tenacity one but mm-hmm. uh it I think that change is actually a pretty big catalyst for this, but he still has a bad win rate on uh, 11.2. It's uh, f- it's 45%, which is significantly better than the 33% I posted when I first looked at it at the beginning of the of uh, the top four. So, Hamon, what were you saying? Or have you forgotten? Um, I was uh, going to talk about the supporting cast, but I think you already hit on that point where it's like, okay, you need winning later laners in order for like Udyr to work. Um, he needs a bit more agency in the early game, right? And he actually needs laners or uh, lanes that he can gank and uh, try to get ahead in. Um, but I think it's just across like the broad spectrum. Like all the junglers were like, oh, this dude just clears so fast and can do so much in the early game that he just has to work. I think like almost every jungler came to that consensus that they were like, okay, Udir is the go-to early game champion besides Olaf. He is the other one that you take. I don't think he's that early, that early game of a champion. I think it's more that uh, I think it's just his general objective control is pretty high. And if you have if you're Team Liquid and your bot lane is Ven and Vulcan and your mid laner is Jensen and your top laner is Elfari guess what's going to happen around eight minutes every time you're going to have a lead and you're going to be able to take a dragon and a herald and now you're set up to get herald into a free full turret because you had a lead in all your lanes and you're chipping away at those plates and now you just get the next dragon because you killed a turret like it's just i feel like it is a winning kind of champion it's the same reason you build magi's you're ahead you want to get more ahead so you do that I don't think he's actually good from any sort of behind position. And I also think that this is the one of the few champions that uh, Lilia is good into. 
I think Lilia demolishes him because of how much just dot damage and range she has over him. Like, her entire thing is to just hit Q and W on you. It's like, you just buffer through his stun with all your shit and he can't stop you. It's just, he either flashes into range of your Q or your, or just dies. It's, I, I think, that's the only time I ever will be okay with Lilia in League of Legends. <laughs> I actually think it's the opposite. I think he's very, uh, I think he could probably just stick on that Lilia. As long as he has enough tenacity, he could just be there and just not care. <laughs> That's all he needs. Um, I also think that his... Uh, it's the dot. Yeah. It's all the dot. And they removed Adaptive the Helm. Mm. Wait a minute. What, what does the Chem Tank... Chem Let me tank, make sure... Chem what Tank is Righteous does. Glory. Chem Tank is Righteous Glory. Yes. And it gives you CDR for all your legendary items. That's basically it. It's also cheaper, which is kind of important ah. for a jungler. Okay. I'm like, I'm 98% sure that those changes are why Udyr became more powerful. Okay. Also, he can just sprint across the map as fast as he wants to. That's uh, also a major important point there. He's not so a lot faster he, than most other junglers. Uh, with the, If you have your full monkey stance up, Monkey stance? And you're just... Uh, yeah, the three stacks. Monkey stance. There is turtle, bear, tiger, and phoenix. Ah, uh, what's this passive called, then? Oh, that might actually be monkey stance. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what his passive does. That's how little I think about Udyr. It's, the it's monkey's thing. agility. Uh, monkey's agility. Okay, my bad. I knew it was monkey something. Anyhow. That's not monkey stance, Hamon. You fool! You absolute <laughs> buffoon! No, kick me off the dump. I'm not I have gonna never, yeah, okay, I have never heard anyone talk about uh, his passive. By the way, not ever. I have never heard this be relevant to League of Legends. <laughs> it's the way. It's what keeps him zooming. That's it. <laughs> That's I thought it was the thing. bear stance that gives him a bajillion move speed. Because fuck you. I'm pretty sure the bear stance has a movement buff, but it's it's he just gets it passively too. All right, all right. That's it. So, I got I got to give a small little tirade on Fudge before we start talking about our power rankings. Fudge, okay. look, 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 anybody who's like, you can't be critical of Fudge, he's a, he's a new player, you gotta give him time, I'm like, no, 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 this is, you are playing on a team that is fighting for first place right now. You deserve every ounce of criticism that you can get. And you need to take it and internalize it and be, to become a better player. I'm not going to be issuing any threats or viol violence or anything that offensive. But like, As this, you should not. this, this yeah. man is a liability to his team. His team is having their draft absolutely mutated by his presence in their, in their, in their roster. I, I, it, he is such a, like, it, it's, it's like he's the, the leg weights on on uh the 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 protagonist of the story and it's like until you can get these leg weights off you're not going to be able to get far enough and i think the longer that he, the leg weights stay on the the lower and lower down the totem pole c9 are going to fall i i'm not expecting him to become amazing but like i expected him to keep on par with where licorice left off last year and not to actually be worse like 
at this point, I have no idea why Fudge got put on this roster if this is how he performs. If he gets one good game out of, well, I think it was 17 game Cloud9 played, there was one game where he did good and I thought he was carrying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you look at Impact, uh, Someday, and Alfari, and you're just like, these guys are demolishing everyone. They are carrying their entire team half the time. They're the one making all the crazy plays. They're finding all the picks. They're doing all the damage in like half the fights. It's it just, they're so good top lane. It Like, it, there are so many good top laners in the LCS right now that you cannot be this slacking in a top lane. It, like, you got to watch out for 100 Thieves. You got to watch out for EG. You got to watch out for TSM because they are going to be coming for Fudge. Fudge is like, remember FlyQuest when they had Solo? Remember, uh, remember how you beat FlyQuest with Solo? Was it where was that? Is that Golden Guardians I'm thinking of? I no, think FlyQuest had Solo. No, FlyQuest Fly had Solo. FlyQuest had Solo. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. They were running Solo last year. Solo got to go to Worlds. Solo did get to go to Worlds. Right. That's but probably the, the time. The way that everyone <laughs> beat FlyQuest was they demolished Solo. Like, that was just the option. And if you can just demolish solo and get your 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 crazy good top laner, Alfari, Impact, Hootie, uh, who's the other one? Alfari, Impact, Hootie. Someday. Someday. If you can get one of those four just popping off, you know what happens when those players get really fed? They split push and destroy your base by themselves. Because they have the mind of a top laner. And the mind of a top laner says, see tower, kill tower. Mm. I will defend uh, Solo in this matter. He, I'm not saying Solo is bad. I'm just saying that's how they won. They beat the team. I uh, yeah, but I would say it would ten times harder to get Solo on that tank compared to Fudge. That's that's a major difference there. I don't think. Uh, oh, you mean you mean for the other team in Champ Select? Yes, for the other team in Champ Select, it's probably it's ten times harder. I mean, to kill you can Solo just bait Fudge into picking any carry and then kill him, like. It's not even a challenge. They just give him a carry for some reason. They do give him the Camille. I think uh, that's only good when Perks has a Galio. They gave him uh, a Karma they... game too in this series. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Putting all of our eggs in the fudge basket. And the fudge basket is melting because it's made of fudge. Oh, I feel like that Karma is more there to be a secondary support. The Karma's uh, there that... because it's how you make Olaf work. Yes, pretty much. Give him the E and let him run. That's it. So, Matt, are you, uh, you disappointed in your boys? Or are you proud that or, they got up this far? I mean, they got there, right? So, fuck it. <laughs> Which is impressive, considering how much of a gap uh, there is between, like, all of the top teams, top laners, even 100 Thieves, versus, uh, uh, versus Fudge. The fact that they actually did make it up here with those top laners actually demolishing uh, Fudge all the time, it has to say something, at least about their... something about them. I'm going to say... It's <laughs> it says game, something about calling. their uh, C9, Sven, and Vulcan. It says something about them. The rest of the team is a big old yikes from me, but... <laughs> I'll give I'll give Frick some credit. I do think that C9 is a very stubborn team. So if you... They will hold on for a full 40-minute game. You're okay. not getting out of there. Okay, I'm going to give you an over-under for... I'm going to give you both an over-under for Perk's uh, KDA in this series. Uh, okay. I'm going to set it at three. Do you think he his KDA was below or over? 
Over under? Over under, yeah. Do you think it was over three or under three? I'm definitely going to say under. You think it was under? Matt, what do you think? I don't want to do this. You don't want to just say over or under? Or do you just not want to get sad thinking about the... uh, Sad. Don't want to be sad. Well, it's a 2.6 KDA, the second lowest on Cloud9. Hey, he didn't play Yone this series. He didn't. I don't think he would have been able to get away with it against TL. Actually, I'm not he didn't get away with it against the Hundred Thieves. That game three for One Hundred Thieves, I think he was the only thing that was kind of keeping them there. That I was uh, keeping them there. Maybe. Yeah, it was. Well, actually, no. Let me correct that. It was the game two. Game three, Sven making it all the way to late game uh, was what happened for C nine. <laughs> But like game two, the only reason that they were able to get picks and able to set up around that entire Baron conjunction was because Perks just kept on uh, catching Demonte out or peeking at times when he wasn't supposed to or other random members while they were uh, constantly doing the Baron. Anyhow, sidetracked. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the series, but I think we should move on to talking about our power rankings. Ooh. All right. So we got spring split starting this week. We do picks, but uh, we don't have the schedule yet, so we can't do that. Uh, we'll have to get that in the meantime before the games start on this weekend. Uh, but I don't. I think you could probably just use our power rankings and sort of like take it down to which team we're gonna pick either way. So it's probably whatever. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's start from the bottom up so I can get angry at Haymont faster. Ah. The bottom, we have Dignitas at a solid nine. Oh, I should pull up these rosters so I can. Uh, uh, 20, 21. All right. Uh, who is Dignitas running? All right. Dignitas, you got Fake God, Dardox, Lego, Neo, and Afromu. Um, I don't have faith in like three and a half of the players on this team anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,. That's a total sum, like a sum total of all the faith I have for these players. It's like a 75% for both Dardock and Aphromoo. <laughs> I feel yeah. real sad looking at this team, so uh, I put them as 8th. I don't think they're the worst team in the league, but I don't, I don't, they're not making playoffs, man. They're not making it. Hey, on, what you feeling? Uh, I remember Saligo, and I really don't like remembering Saligo from the 100 Thieves I don't think he was that bad when he played on 100 Thieves, but like, now he just looks so much worse for some reason. At least it's, I guess it's by comparison. mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I really don't like Saligo. Uh, thank God, I also don't remember liking a lot. Uh, I believe he also played, uh, on the 100 Thieves as well. Yeah, I think he was on the Thieves as well. Anyhow, um, just based off the solo lanes in a meta where teams just attack solo lanes over and over again, I I don't like it. And it's, <laughs> Look, when you got to compete with fucking Jensen, Demonte, uh, Jazuke, Power of Evil, per- even Perks, like... I, uh, I, 
even place I wouldn't say pole belters like really up there in those top mid laners that you would be thinking of, but I'd say pole belters still probably like he's, he's probably you know. better than a lot of these new ones. Like yeah, <laughs> Matt, how you feeling on Dignitas? Why'd you put them ninth? I'm, I wasn't inspired by their getting clapped out early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I don't know. What am I supposed to do? The two teams that went out early, like, am I supposed to put them in first and second? Like, it seems hundred percent, like, man. You got to get that faith going. That blind faith. I mean, listen, I where think the fuck came on smoking? <laughs> I think that they have a chance to turn it around. I just think from like what I've seen from the the performance is just not enough to like warrant me to be like, yeah, they're gonna do it. You know. So, mm -hmm. all right, yeah. So our next team is uh, Golden Guardians. Uh, hey, man, do you have their rosters pulled up or no? Uh, no. Okay, I'll go. just read off the rosters. Yeah. Uh, they uh -huh. got Niles in the top lane, Iconic in the jungle, Blaze Olive in the mid lane, Stixay at AD carry, and Newbie at support. Now, one of the things I'll say for a lot of these lower tier teams, specifically like Dignitas and Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, a little bit. Uh, who else? Yeah, these are, like, a little bit of CLG. No, not CLG. Never mind. Uh, they're running... <laughs> Immortals. Immortals are doing it too. They're running a mm -hmm. lot of like new players. And I know I'm going to rank them low, low, but that's not a bad thing about like, like that doesn't mean I think their team is doing the wrong thing. I just think they're not like their players aren't strong enough. And I don't think I think their team was much stronger if they grabbed old veterans either. Like if you put Zazel on a lot of these teams, I wouldn't rank them much higher. Like No, but because it's a team game, you have to have people fire. Like obviously veteran help helps right we see that a lot in other sports too where like a team of rookies will have like a old guy from like who's played for a long time yarmir yager i'm sorry uh, yarmir yager he played yeah, hockey it, it, is, like it, it is valuable right like someone who's been there who's seen it who's done it who's experienced it has the ability to talk to them about the mental help them stay focused help them understand whatever is required to pursue championships to pursue worlds in this case but you still need like a good young roster or a good young team and while i don't think these teams are by any means like trash like obviously I'm, i don't think these are players who are dog shit and shouldn't be in the lcs they're very good but at league of legends but that just being good enough good at very good at league of legends isn't enough to get dubs in the lcs yeah but at one point in time it was season two season three season four like early on yes i'm building a brand on it yeah yeah that's what i like i mean it's fine like i don't think they're i agree what i'm saying is i agree with you I, I, I like that they're bringing in new blood because y you gotta be giving these new players shots and outside of expanding the league there was like it, it was gonna take a herculean effort and you know what an economic depression is just that kind of Herculean effort to make this happen. <laughs> Ooh. So, yes. That's why I have Golden Guardians ninth because well, there are a lot of new players. I don't have a lot of faith in them. Uh, RIP sticks A. I'm sorry you have to be on that team. It's, uh, yeah, credits to sticks A though. He's been actually, uh, the force that's been pushing that team to actually do well. I'd hope uh, so. For his mm -hmm. sake. Yeah, it's just that they they really don't have a clear idea of how to play the mid and late game. Uh, and they need to figure that out and talk with their coaching staff. I, I don't think they have a clear idea about who is like 
in charge and who their carry is and like what their what their goals are. Look, don't shot call from eighty carry. Never fucking shot call from eighty carry. It's fucking possible. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> too much to That's think about. Rough. My brain mm-hmm. cells are gone from playing eighty carry too much. All I can think is click minion. Yes, sir. Exactly. Click, minion, click champion. Run away. Don't heal. Support and die. <laughs> Matt, Matt, how you feeling about Golden Guardians specifically? You know, I mean, like we said, I think that they have potential, but I don't think they're, they've obviously haven't actualized it yet. Um, I don't think their roster is like totally dog. I think Golden Guardians was in an unfortunate position because of the economic uh, effects that um, of COVID and what happened to the NBA. Um, I do think it's an interesting experiment. I think it's great to see the new players in like YouTube, but like, I don't think they're going to be climbing to playoff contention, right? Like, I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to be climbing the ranks and being top three, top four, anything crazy. I think they could, I think it's very feasible that they fight their way up to the middle of the pack. I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility. I think a lot needs to change uh, for that to happen, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Mont, uh-huh. explain to me why you have CLG sixth. Uh, for ruining because, my power rankings, my beautiful power rankings. What do you What do you want me to do? I have the. I want you to put them right? where they belong for once in your goddamn life. They have solo as backup. They have Wild Turtle on the team. They have Poe Belter over there. Um, you know they're putting they're putting the boys back together from old FlyQuest. Um, but also right now, what if we grab Smithy? Pobelter, Wild Turtle, and uh uh God damn it, who was the support? Ole. Ole. Who are we missing? We just gotta get Hooney from TSM. Uh, <laughs> oh e. What? You don't wanna do that? That doesn't sound like a good idea. That's an older road <laughs> immortals roster, man! <laughs> <laughs> We're past that. We're not talking about Immortals. We're talking about CLG, all right? I'm thinking about the FlyQuest days. <laughs> all right. Uh, it was a hot roster when it was hot. <laughs> it doesn't seem as and, hot anymore. And now they distributed but, uh, it across the universe like the Dragon Balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyhow, but they've also got... Uh, we didn't see Finn and Broxa perform at that tournament. I have a lot of faith in uh, Finn being... It's a lot not, of faith. Not the best top laner. I think that he's at least going to be like a middling top laner. I don't expect him to come off. I don't expect him to be worse than Fudge. That's a free shot that I can take anytime. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that CLG could uh, definitely beat these teams that still don't have a clear ident- idea of what they're doing. Like Golden Guardians, I think they could probably take them to a later game and win those. Um, Dignitas. Like I said, I don't really have any faith in mortals. Like these teams that are fielding new rosters, I have faith that CLG have an idea, can figure out uh, what they want to do first um, with their new imports that are coming in and, you know, work around that. I mean, also, mm-hmm. CLG is doing the classic five veterans for their roster. That's what mm-hmm. they're doing. It's It's not like anything new. And I don't like it hasn't worked. I have never seen this work at all. The only team that has ever been able to just keep buying superstars and keep making a competitive team is Team Liquid, or TSM, and Cloud9. They're the only ones who have ever done it. And mm-hmm. CLG 
keeps trying to like put together this veteran comp as if they know what the fuck they're doing and then it never pans out and it always falls apart. The crown goes home early because crown's not happy in NA and they're not performing. So crown's even more unhappy. It's just, there's always something wrong with this team. And now they're having visa issues. I don't even know if these two players are going to be here week one. And if these two players are not here for like the next three weeks. You can't blame them for the visa issues. I can't blame them for it. That's the the visa issues are very much outside of the org's control. Yeah. Partially. We don't know the whole story about how on top of it, they may or may not have been. But that's true. But like, I, I, COVID and yeah, I'm not going like, to, it's very hard to be like, you should have had them. It's like, well, that's not really up to me at a certain point. Right. Like, <laughs> but like, uh-huh. I, why are we running Broxa and Finn instead of someone new? Like Broxa wasn't stellar last year. He looked pretty okay. Uh, I guess Finn might be pretty good coming from EU. I think, did he go to worlds? I think he went to worlds he, with, he was on rogue. With, yeah. Rogue. So I like the saddest part is it's like Finn and Wild Turtle, the best two players on this team, and they're like not that amazing anymore. As much as I love my boy Wild Turtle, he's turned to the dark side, and as as and I must treat him as such. <laughs> like also, I, look, I'm the first one who's gonna want CLG to be good so that I can actually have my rivalry back. But goddamn, I cannot get behind this team. I have put them last place for a reason. Uh, Hamon, I hate you for ruining my power rankings. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the one part of CLG that I didn't like. Uh, smoothie. Uh, the fact that he's still here? I... Big, big question mark on what he can do. Big I mean, question look, mark. What are your other options? You got Diamond, Newbie, and Destiny. He's got to be at least better than them, right? <laughs> I think... I think he's competing with them. That's how lowly rated I do have Smoothie. I think he's competing with them. That's pretty low. I'm not going to say that Smoothie (laughs) is one of the best supports in the league. I'm not even going to say he's the top five support in this league. But I think he's pretty clearly better than uh, Newbie, Destiny, or Diamond. Uh, I think he'll at least be more consistent and have a bigger champion pool because these three are brand spanking new to the LCS and they're going to be exploited by all the other high tier bot lanes in the LCS. I just dread the day TSM loses to these teams. <laughs> Matt, what's your take on CLG before we move on to talking about Immortals? Um, Would you give it? I, 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 don't I think remember. that CLG is right overranked in Haymon's stuff. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> One more time, Haymont. You've ruined my power rankings. Again! With the same team! <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if you did it with somebody else, but you did it with CLG twice. It's... And they were I the first know. one eliminated from this tournament! They were, but they also did pull off the upset on 100 Thieves. You're right. That, that is part of my argument for putting TSM over them. But this, Immortals! <laughs> we got Revenge in the top lane, Xerxe in the jungle, Insanity in the mid lane, Reyes in the bot lane, and Destiny support. Yep. You know, you know why I put them here? Because I don't really know these players that well, and I did not get impressed by them in the lock-in tournament. But I was more oh. impressed than the other three teams below them. 
Um, Insanity looks okay. That's about it. it. Insanity does look okay. It doesn't look like he's got the everything that you'd want from mid laner, where it's like, oh, all of a sudden, like he can like clutch. Uh, there, he has those insane clutch moments where all of a sudden, uh, you're just like, oh, he popped off. He saved the play. He made it happen. There's been so many uh, opportunities, like last split, uh, given that he was completely new last split, where there would be a moment where, like, oh my god, there was this insane Malphite ultimate, and he put the Oriana ball in the wrong place and ulted. Oh. And there were so many moments like that for Insanity, where he was just, like, one, one slight uh, tick away from greatness, like one second away from greatness, and then it was just gone. So, so here's the other thing: is uh, Immortals have been fielding their basically their academy team for eighty percent of the fucking league. They have been rotating it out a lot. Well, the the problem is is visas and um, what you call it? Uh, uh, Immortals likes to do this thing where they just shove their academy team in. For some ungodly reason. Which, look, uh, I'm 85% sure they were going to get their ass pounded by 100 Thieves no matter what happened. So sure, go ahead and put in your academy team if that's what you want to do to get them to play together. Because, mm -hmm. to be honest, uh, Reyes and Destiny probably aren't going to look a lot better than Keith and Joey. Though, my one favorite thing about Joey is I get to make Joey Wheeler memes in every postgame thread. And I just love that. Uh, you know, I actually like Joey. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him more. I have no idea what his actual personality is like. I've just projected, like, Joey Wheeler onto him. <laughs> All I've seen is a Nautilus, and I was like, you this know Nautilus what he did okay. right by the champion. Yeah. That's because you're a Nautilus fanboy. Oh, absolutely. I love the dumpster truck. I do love him. <laughs> Why do you like Nautilus? Because he's got a big dump trunk ass uh, anchor. <laughs> You put that yellow Nautilus skin, is it subterranean Nautilus? Subterranean Nautilus skin on, and the dumpster truck's coming through. That's it. Matt, how you feel about care. Immortals and all these players that you've never seen before? I think they can probably do fine, but probably not insane. I'm actually hoping Xerxay can... I think Xerxay and Revenge, though I haven't seen much of Revenge, I hear good things about Revenge. I think they might be able to take some games off of the lower-ranked teams. Basically... Uh, like the bottom five including fly so but besides that bit. i think they can make playoffs but okay we'll i'm a little bit worried about search day because uh he came from the same team that alfari did uh and you would say wow that sound alfari's been great that's amazing yeah that team and was last place yes Cersei was also there alfari while still considered the best <laughs> Uh, Wait, top no. laner in EU at the time. Hang yeah, on, I don't think. Alfari, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfari, okay, never mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that Search Day was his jungler during this time, there's a little bit, you know, a couple alarm bells that are going off when you hear that. That this man who's super talented, who's been dominating, we saw the TL uh, versus C9 series, we saw him perform the entire lock in tournament. And then Xerxes, as a jungler, wasn't able to make use of them or wasn't able to get, like, get something. Like, they should have gotten higher than 10th place with that stacked of a top laner on there when he's considered the best in EU. Um, <sighs> hey, I play top lane for a goddamn living. Like, it's impossible to get your team 
across the finish line most of the time. It's like the only way it happens if you lock in jacks 80% of the time and they just inch you 10 kills every game and you get to sit there and whack turret all game. Yes, but the fact that, you know, you have this uh, jungler who's coming from EU from the same team uh, as that top laner, uh, there was probably other problems with the team. I should give him that. Um, but 10th, I think you should be able to make out this is something more than that, right? Especially I with how insane Alfari is I'm not, I'm not that, saying but. Xerxes is competing for best jungler in the league here. I'm just saying Xerxes is not the worst jungler in the league. Okay, that is fair. That is fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go talk about our next team. Uh, for number oh. six, we have FlyQuest. Or wait, Matt, did you talk about IMT? Yes, you did. All right. Uh, we got FlyQuest. Uh, it, it feels awful what happened to this team because they just it like <laughs> it's like. It's like uh, when the ultimate team has put together and then they they like some cataclysm happens and the team ends up shattered across the the world. And I'm waiting for the arc where somebody has to go around and collect all the heroes to reform the super team. And you have to like get them all back. to. It's like getting the band back together. I need, we need the band back together arc for this team. But it's just so sad that now we have licorice. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. that hurt to say. Oh, yeah. Here's the roster for anyone who's wondering. Uh, Licorice in the top lane. Jose Diodo in the jungle. Palafox mid lane. Bot lane is... Johnson and support is Diamond. Um, you... Yeah. So Jose Diodo came. Okay. <laughs> he came and they looked a lot better. He did. He did. The problem is, the problem is that the star power on this team, right? It's Jose Diodo. All right, we're fine. All right, we're chilling. He's fine. Uh, he does not look like an outright detriment. Um, we, right? There are other problems with the team. Licorice is probably the player that has to carry this team, and Licorice looks like Huni 2.0. No, 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 no. Don't you do my man Hoonie oh. like that. Hoonie is lukewarm your man game to like game. That. This man has fallen off of a cliff from fucking spring 2020. That man was looking crazy in spring 2020. You go to summer, like, halfway through, and he's just like, Hey, what does this do? Pulls down on the throttle on the plane. And he's still diving. Oh. He hasn't hit the ground yet. Which you is still, the best thing I can say about licorice. You want to say Hoonie at one point had an 18 and 0 split. Where is he now? I don't know. Where's Reno? Oh, he's on Cloud 9. Well, he's coaching it. He is coaching it. It might be that better is... than, than not being on the team at all like Hoonie's had. Hey, that man went to World's Final. Okay. And where is he now? On uh, Team Solo Mid, inting my top lane. Yes. And now Liquid is here. Good, my your top laner's again. fudge. Deal with it. No. <laughs> no. At least I don't think Fudge is going to pick Karma Top. He oh. did pick Karma Top! I don't remember that. I'd remember something like that. God damn it. Mine, We're talking mine about FlyQuest here. Mine took Irelia. 
And he went, oh, God, I'm forgetting the name of the item, but it's definitely not an item that oh, you pick on Irelia. Oh, he went fucking, like, Muramana and some shit. He went, like, Sunfire Muramana. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did Sunfire. Sunfire oh, Muramana and, oh. oh, my God, it was disgusting. Oh, oh God. my God, it was the worst thing I have ever fucking seen. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, at first I thought they were just bitching about him having a mirror mana. But for some reason, this motherfucker built Sunfire Mirror Man and played the Rune King. What the fuck? Come on. I'm gonna throw a third one in there for good measure. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all about, the comp Look, do you know how hard it is to get Haymont disgusted at a build? It is hard to get Haymont disgusted at a build. And we did it, folks. Licorice did it. He put the taste of licorice in that man's mouth. <laughs> I don't like licorice to begin with. As the <laughs> <laughs> throw it out from Hershey Park. I don't know why it's there. Those are Twizzlers. What the Somebody fuck? I don't care. clip that. <laughs> I don't want to go god. back and do it. That Damn was it. hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, so we have Jose Diodo. We have Palafox, who has been trying, just like Insanity. He's been having those moments where he could be good, but it's just. It just ain't there. Yeah, he just doesn't have it. it uh, his, his competition is also crazy. I can't. Yeah, <sighs> he had a couple of good games, but it's eh. just yeah. he looks good in lane, like uh, his Lucian game, and he does what he's supposed to do in lane, and then it's, it goes to shit afterwards. <laughs> Like either the jungler comes and he's just like I don't I don't know my brain just I said flash forward didn't take a turret shot I nah, I don't know um so, diamond I don't really have that much hope for he's kind of confused we've seen people play um Maokai in the support role and diamond is one of them and diamond is not one of those people that make you go like hey this is a good pick. Uh, this is this is what works. Matt, what do you what do you think about FlyQuest? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're in trouble, but hopefully they don't end so Haymont's emotions are spared. <sighs> they're gonna force feed him licorice for the rest of the season. I will say at least Johnson Johnson has been consistent. Right, he was a new AD carry on the block last split. He's coming here. He's got a little bit more experience. He seems to be the one who could probably pull it for this team. Um, but uh, there's so many there's so many other parts of it that aren't really functioning as it should. And okay. I don't know. It just, it seems like he's gonna have to like one v five as an AD carry, and it doesn't seem like he really has the support to one v five as an AD carry. That's yeah. The, so I, I think a, I think individually they match up pretty okay to the teams below them. Mm -hmm. Um, I look. I think Ligurish is doing awfully, but I still don't feel like he's gonna do worse than Niles, Revenge, uh, Fake God, and uh, Fudge and Finn. Now I do need to. I feel like Finn uh, is Finn is up in the air. I haven't seen Finn play in yeah. NA yet, so he okay. might Finn might beat him, but like. Look, Licorice, if you can't beat these guys, then I deserve whatever bullshit punishment and jeering I get for thinking you might be able to play League of Legends still. <laughs> uh, Jose Giotto looks pretty okay. Again, looks a lot better than the other than all the other players that are below him. I think him and Broxa 
uh, and Dardock are kind of the teams you want to look at from these bottom half teams. But I still think, looking at him from Worlds, he looks like he's got some some skills, and hopefully he can really grow into his own in NA. Uh, this bot lane makes me scared for this bot lane because all the other bot lanes in the top five are fucking terrifying, except for TSM. <sighs> and then you got XD. Palafox, who looks like he can only play two champions, but, you know, there's that. All right. Yeah. Now we're on to uh, the actual competitive teams. The teams actually gunning for uh, winning the split. We're going to start ourselves with Team Solo Mid. Now, uh, I have them one place higher. Now, I think you guys have 100 these plays way too high. But that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> so... TSM, we got Hooney in the top lane, Speaker in the jungle, PoE in the mid lane, Lost is the AD carry, and Sword Art in support. Looking at this tournament, I actually still have pretty high hopes for this team. I think there's a lot of growing they can do if they can get Hooney a better champion pool and get him to be more They're consistent. They've been trying to get a better champion pool for a long time. Yeah. TSM, they haven't. TSM just got him a month ago, you see. Ah, uh, uh, ooh, that optimism. I don't... It, hey, what just start picking Rumble again. Just start picking Rumble again. That's all I got to say. Uh, so I, I think Spica can compete with a lot of the good, uh, better junglers. I think he's way better than Blabber. He's so much more consistent than Blabber. He steals so many more objectives than Blabber. Jesus Christ. I, oh. it's so, it, I love Spica. Spica's so good. Uh, I think PoE... Like, look, PoE does have to step up, I think. But... Uh, I feel like his only real competition at the moment is Jensen. Like, I I think Demonte's pretty close, but I feel like he's just looking at Jensen. Like you're the he's the only relevant person. No one else matters, especially CLG. Uh, uh, and then I have lost. I feel like I don't want to have lost anymore. <laughs> Cody Sun doesn't feel like an upgrade, but that's about it. I think they're a solid fourth place. I think they're over 100 Thieves. I think the reason they lost 100 Thieves was Draft Reliant. Uh, I, even man for man, I, I think they can compete. I think Sword Art is 10 times the support who he is uh, on like on their best days. Like It, it looks pretty tight Like like with TSM and EG and 100 Thieves. I'm going to be honest. Like, it's pretty tight for me. Yeah. Uh, not much that I disagree on. Uh, Lost really needs to find a map and just get on it. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? And just get on hey, there. Hey, he had some good games. He wasn't absolutely gone all the time. He needs to at least be a role player. Look, look, okay, here. Squad. here let, let, let's make a comparison. I think mm -hmm. Lost and Fudge are in the same exact position. And Lost looks 10 times better than Fudge is looking. Lost doesn't look like he's getting blown the fuck out every single matchup. It looks like Lost understands how to play more than two champions that aren't counter matchuped. Like. I will say that the gap between. Uh, ooh, okay. The gap between Fudge and the top, like the actual best top laners in the league is much larger than the gap between Lost and the best AD carries. And, mm, 
Mm, I'm not even sure I want to make that statement. I don't know if I'm, what I'm saying is actually true. If you true. made that statement, I'd agree with it. Because I, I, I've, oh, fudge, fudge looks so bad on such a good team. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. But um, also, just Lost hasn't really stepped into the role. Like, he, it's not even like, uh, like, we, I'll compare him to Turtle because I think Turtle is, uh, like, good at his role. Mm -hmm. Right, he's good at being the backup carry. Like he's good at just farming and actually like surviving the two v two in the bot lane in most recent years. Uh, Lost just can't do that. He just doesn't know exactly how to withstand these two v twos, and it's of course it's very apparent against like the top teams, but against like uh, some of the bottom teams, it just doesn't look as good. It looks like, okay, basically we just need to get out of lane so Sword Art can do stuff across the map. That's uh, kind of what it, this bot lane looks like. And you really need to shore that up. I think that, but he, I feel like that's a viable strategy. Like, if you can mm -hmm. support this team or this lane until it can get unlocked and you can let your support, like, start roaming, I think that works. I don't think you yeah. need to opt into playing this lane out for 15 minutes every game. And I think that's a good strategy for dealing with all these other crazy good bot lanes. No, I think it's the opposite. I think that's a really big problem. Like I said, he needs to at least be able to hold his own in a 2v2. He doesn't need to win a 2v2. He needs to be able to play the lane state out and be able to, like, all right, not take completely detrimental trades. Because there are so many bot lanes. Like, if you look at CoreJJ, look at Vulcan, they'll tear you to pieces. They just will. Even FBI and Huhi will tear you to pieces. <laughs> right? Um, I don't necessarily know so much about the other bot lanes. Like, CLG's bot lane looks weak. Uh, Golden <laughs> Guardians, their bot lane could actually do it. They do have the potential to do it. Six what? Eight has been looking on what planet? On what planet do you think Newbie's gonna get Pryo on Sword Art? On what planet, dude? Uh, in a 2v2, I think that there's a chance that Lost just screws up that much. I, I'm but, that down on But we didn't see it. any of that in the play-in tournament. We got to see a good bit of TSM. We got to see more mm -hmm. of TSM than most of the other teams. So I don't, I mean, I don't think that it's going to turn out that way. I think TSM have been, like, uh, the number one thing is they have all their players here. They've had them here for weeks. They've, like, I think they have a lot of good time to practice. We got six weeks before spring playoffs. I think that's more than enough time to get lost into at least being able to play weak side and then hopefully getting Hooney online to become a good carry. Like, I I think that's just the play you make with this team. And that's just what you're going to have to do. All right. Uh, anything else? Mm -hmm. Oh, I do want to say, I think uh, POE could... POE needs just, like, one other person with the potential to carry. He doesn't need, like, everything else. Like, Sword Art looks good. I'm pretty absolutely certain that POE and Sword Art could get something going. You have I think this, and okay, you have this weird thing where you think POE is an enabler for other players. I don't agree with it. No, 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 no. He is not an enabler by any means, but he can be a mid-late game carry. That's what he's been famous for. If you can drag out a game long enough, that if you let him farm long enough, he can uh, carry against some of these teams. You know Given what I call a lot that? Of teams have upgraded a lot. Do you, what? Do you know what I call that? I call that the TSM special. 
But we got to move on to talking about our, our next team. Actually, Matt, uh, give us your take on 100, or TSM real quick before we move on to 100 Thieves. Uh, Bali mm-hmm. needs to be better. They're that's good. A, they're better. obviously TSM. They're contenders. <laughs> TSM is always contenders, but their bot lane needs to be better. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's about what we were saying, too. Uh, all right. We got 100 Thieves. Yeah, someday in the top lane, and then the other four people are from Golden Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's closer in the jungle. Demonte in the mid lane. FBI as AD carry. Who he as support with Coach Zix. Now, uh, I like this team. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think TSM matches up to them better in a lot of ways. Uh, I as good as I think Closer is. Uh, I think Speak is just better than him. And I feel like Closer, if he doesn't, if he's not being the carry or being a very strong initiator, um, he's not as good. I don't know if he can play uh, a backseat as good. I, like, I don't know how good he'll be on Udyr, who really isn't a carry and really isn't an initiator. He's more like a guy who waddles through the sludge in the mess of a team fight to just grab the AD carry and whack him real quick and then run off hoping they don't die and then do it again. Then you got Sunday. I like Sunday. Sunday looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. Him versus Hooney is basically dependent on... Every fucking matchup against Hooney is dependent on if Hooney shows the fuck up that day. But, you know. <laughs> and this ah. bot lane's fucking crazy. Demonte. I love you, Demonte. You, like, you're the success story that Golden Glue could never be. And I mean that no way to disrespect Golden Glue. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else? Matt, Haymont, what's your what's your feels? How you, how you liking this team? I've been a someday fanboy, like day one since he joined. Um but it's uh he's definitely able to stack up against uh the top uh the top of the top laners there. Like he's able to stack up against Alfari and Impact, which are probably the other two that are in that echelon. Um I'm a little he could definitely uh, beat Hooney's current best. I wouldn't say old Hooney, but Hooney's current best. I think he could definitely beat, or at least our matchup too on like a bad day. Um, closer, uh, I think you hit it uh, right on the dot. When he's having an off day, you can clearly see that um, uh, 100 Thieves doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, Demonte, he's got his twisted fate, and he's got Galio. And everything else could be exploited. Everything else could be exploited very easily. C9 was able to demonstrate that. Ah. I, okay. We'll we'll give him a Syndra. We'll give him that he can indeed play Syndra. But also, it's not really like... I've it's made Hanemon very reprehensive about Demonte's Syndra. It's his control mages are just never quite there. They're kind of like what happens with his control mages is exactly what happens with every champion for insanity. It looks like it could do the thing. It looks like it could do it. It's got that big ultimate that's supposed to just bring you back into fights when you're behind or you really uh, swing a battle in your favor, and it just never really does. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, side lanes are his specialty. 
uh, if you can figure out how to do uh, how not to get um, as exploited in mid lane, if he's doing that uh, rise matchup, probably just take a cleanser or something instead of the TP. Come on, <laughs> just do it. It's gonna suck, but just do it anyway. Um, then maybe you know he could survive that lane phase, go to a side lane, do better. Uh, FBI and Huhi uh, have probably solidified themselves as being the uh, third spot lane in the league. Uh, it seems that if you take them on in a BO1, uh, they can stack up against the best bot lanes. But if you give them a long series, they just don't have the gas to do it. That's it. And I think that uh, also extends to the rest of the 100 Thieves roster, except for someday. Matt, what's your, what's your thoughts on 100 Thieves? I think that they have the, I mean, some days bonkers, right? Like, let's not lie. Some days bonkers, and you can't convince me otherwise. Um, and I think their roster is pretty solid. I think from what I saw in the tournament, I was really, really impressed. Um, and I think that they, if they keep that form up and get a little bit better, I think they're easy. I think easily playoffs, right? Easily yeah, playoffs. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they have a chance to even go fairly deep into the playoffs if they continue this. Uh, if if they start an upswing and get even a little bit better, um, I don't know if they're like playoff finals level now, but I think that they're not like dummy far. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next team up, which is also tied for third, is Evil Geniuses. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, the roster. There they are. Okay, you got right. Impact in the top lane, Svenskaren in the jungle, Jazuke in the mid lane, Deathly in the bot lane, Ignar on support. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love you, Impact. You're a god. You destroy people in that top lane all the time. Watching watching the top lane this uh, split, I hope it's a fucking amazing split for top lane. It looks stacked on these top four teams. I'm loving mm-hmm. it. Svenskaren, you looked pretty good yeah. before this part of the last uh, series of the tournament. Um, I'm glad you're still hot and cold like you always were, but okay. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I was debating whether I think TSM were better than them or if I thought they should go below 100 Thieves. Honestly, thinking about it now, I might actually put them below 100 Thieves just because Svenskaren and Jazuke both look super inconsistent, but I feel like when they're on form, when they're there to play, they're really good. And this team has a lot of skill. Definitely is really like coming to his own. Like in the past, definitely has been like subbing in for people kind of like Keith has, except uh, with a lot more success than Keith has. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Ignar was looking pretty good on FlyQuest last year. So all in all, I think they got a real good batch of players uh, if they can probably figure out how they really want to play the game and get a better game plan around what Jazuke can do, uh, I think that I think they're ready to really like get a good playoff run going in. Maybe they get a shot at Worlds. I'm not totally convinced of that yet, but uh, I, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna make it up the top three by the end of the split. How you guys feeling? I think that's all really fair. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd have to agree. I'm very happy that Impact uh, really came back this split. Because last split, you 
no one really expected him to do much of anything. Especially by the middle of the split, and we're like, okay, he's on Mordekaiser duty, and he's gonna play Mordekaiser, and that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. That's gonna be great to watch, and that's gonna be all the impact he has. At least this one, as soon as he brings out that Renekton, um, when we saw it the first game, we were like, oh, holy shit, he's stomping people. And as he kept on playing it through the lock-in tournament, we were like, oh, holy shit, Impact showed the fuck up. Impact's just awake now. It was great to see. I'm so happy he's back and that he's in that form where he looks like a top uh, contender for the top lane position. Um, but uh, like you said, Spence Garen is a little bit hot and a little bit cold. Jazuke has the same problem. When one's running it down, both of them are running it down. <laughs> it's It just happens. Um, so long as we run it down together. <laughs> they, do, they do be running it down together. Um, Ignar... Uh, we see him once again. Um, he's definitely able to play the map. Uh, I don't think that Seraphine's really his pick. I, I, I'm not totally convinced about it. I do prefer, like, if he can play things that can, like, go across map, uh, which is pretty limited in the, the support pool now. I think if we can just give him an engaged support, uh, he it, would probably be yeah, fine. Uh, like, Rel, Alistar, Rakan... But even Rakan feels so out of meta right now. Like, I don't. I hate Zaya and I hate Rakan in the bot lane in general. I feel like they're so weak, even together. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He was the first one to go Zonia's on Rakan, I think. Well, at least in LCS. I don't think that's but. that bad, but I don't know. Matt, how do you feel about evil geniuses? Cracked. Cracked. Okay. I think they're contenders for top three. Okay, okay. All right, Matt, let's, let's have you read this one off because I want to hear the pain in your voice. Matt, I know you have this roster memorized. Oh, read off the roster? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I thought I was sure. trying to open the dock. I was like, uh, uh, uh. I was panicking through my drive. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, you scared me. No, no, so no. we have... Uh, Zven and Balkan. Balkan. If he gets buff, he's Balkan. Done. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I wrong? Anyway, uh, Sven and Vulcan in the bot lane. We have uh, Blabber in the jungle. We have. I'm not doing this in order, and you can eat my ass. Perks in the mid lane, and we've got Fudge in the top lane. You know what I secretly hope for? I secretly what? hope that what? Fudge only has good games on Sundays. Because then we can call Sundays Hot Fudge Sundays. I don't like you. <laughs> so I'll clip that one too. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I thought of it first. I, I wish I thought of, of it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyhow, how are you feeling about your team, bud? Cracked. No, um... Consistency mm -hmm. issues at the moment, but I remain ever hopeful that my my boys, the lads, will bring it back. Uh, the longer it goes on like this, the harder it will be for me to believe that. But I'm still in a position where I'm like, fuck it, we could probably do it. Um, you know? They're probably the team that brings the most diverse drafts across uh, all roles, I'll say. Right, the uh, most what across all roles? Diverse the most strats, he said. Oh. Uh, oh no, diverse 
drafts. Oh. Drafts. Yeah, champions. Yeah. Hey, Amon, we call those inting. There's no diversity program here. Some of those are inting. No, I mean, some of them are not inting, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey. Stop. Oh, my God. If you're telling me that Game 3's Zven's um, Asena did not carry that game against 100 Thieves, like, come on. I don't think come on. I don't think Asena's bad. Didn't you play Fasting? Fasting Senna's good. That's the only way I think Senna should function. Mm -hmm. So, the, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Fudge is the, is the number one problem with this team. He has changed how this team is, is playing League of Legends by his mere presence on this roster. Perks yeah. not being able to compete. Like, it's not even close. Perks does not compete with Jensen. It's not close. Jensen bodies him. Bodied by Jensen is back, but this time it's being distributed by Team Liquid. And it's being distributed right at Perks. So, I don't know how on God's green earth you seem to think that Perks was a great investment at this point because goddamn, does it look like they could have spent all that money on fucking GameStop and made a bundle instead Fuck. of Fuck instead, wait, wait, wait. that one, bro. Instead of wait, wait, wait. instead of fielding two players, they could have gotten the same result fielding three players and saved wait, wait, $5 million. Wait, wait, wait. I will say that uh Perks uh right now currently does seem to be doing better with blabber than uh wait, 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 wait. did we watch the same last series because we did not watch the same last series if that's your takeaway because it looks like blabber and perks are the like the worst part of this team outside of fudge and it looks like okay it looks like fudge is causing these two to be a problem and yes. i and that's what it looks like i don't know if that's what's happening but all i know is that you need, you fucking need to fix something here. If Perks doesn't start dominating everybody when the split starts, then guess what? You now have two solo laners who can't compete in the top end of their lane. That And, and that is the worst place to be in, in the League of Legends. Like, it, it, look, it sucks when your bot lane's bad. But you know what sucks more? When the two players that are bad are in two lanes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so. I can't help this team. I can't. I fucking can't. Just, just put in Zion Spartan. <laughs> just put in Zion Spartan. Would be nice. Okay, it'd be, it'd be amazing. They, they can put in Zion Spartan if TSM puts in Cody Sun. Can we make that deal? Sure. Let's make that deal. What am I Let's losing? Hang on, am I losing something <laughs> here? Hang on. <laughs> We're gonna see which which academy player. Is the better upgrade? Calling, that would be great. Calling see. Zion Spartan an academy player. Now that that is a bold statement, Haymont. That's currently where he is. I know him <laughs> and his long career as the Darshan, which was preceded by Zion Spartan. So I've heard. I only came here season five. That <laughs> was. <laughs> I was there right? when the the Black Magic was written when he was on GGU and got second place versus TSM. Oh yeah, that was yeah. good old days. Anyhow, but like I said, it would be great to see which one would be the better upgrade for that, their team. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I, I would enjoy watching that. Uh, but we still need to finish off these power yeah, rankings. Yeah, we got one oh. more team left. I don't feel like there's going to be a lot to say about this. Uh, oh, 
I feel let's like uh, going to be a lot. Really? Okay. Uh, there's a, let's just go through the formality. We got Team Liquid for first place. Total unanimous vote. Alfari in the top lane. Santorin in the jungle. Jensen in the mid lane. Tactical in the bot lane. Core JJ at support. And Jat as the coach. Mm-hmm. So, um... The only spot, I think, where they have any sort of competition for someone being better than them is probably AD Carry. I think FBI and Zven are definitely giving Tactical a run for his money, but, like, yeah. looking at this tournament, Tactical is just bodying people. Like, just doing so much damage. And it's just, like, oh my god. That's right. Like, every time I look at anything anyone on this team does, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, who lets you out of whatever cage you were put in? You're such a freaking animal. You're demolishing everybody. It's yeah. crazy. I love it. But watching this team is fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Core J is insane. Core J is just insane. Like, you can't. You can't predict Core JJ. You can't know what Core JJ does. You don't know what Core JJ thinks. All you see is that he just makes insane plays out of his mind 24-7. And they're just amazing. That's all. That's it. He's the main initiator for this team. Um, He doesn't have to be the main initiator of this team uh, because of how much power there is in the other roles. But he just is. And when you think of TL winning, you think Core JJ did a play. And most of the time, you'd be right. Matt, how you feeling about uh, Team Liquid? They're insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Core JJ know. is one of the best players in the world right now. Probably. <laughs> Which, oh my god, that man. Oh, probably. Oh, that man. He's really, really good, man. Um, and the rest of the team is really, really good too. So it's like, what are you going to do? Like, lose? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a. Uh, that has wanna, been our power rankings for wanna. Spring Split 2021 of the LCS. Uh, Udir coming into meta. Right as he got voted out to become the newest champion update. Uh, I look forward to seeing the threads on Reddit. That's going to be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Also, everybody keeps talking about how many games C9 played in in the lock-in tournament because they played 17 games, which is a whole split. Um, Most other teams played four, just so you know. Just saying. (laughs) Uh, it doesn't exactly work like that. If every team played 17 games, it'd be crazy. I'd love it. But, like, it's still a lot of fucking games, though. Oh, my God. You ready for these 15, 15 games a weekend coming up? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have to work on the weekends. Why? <laughs> Just watch the VODs. Uh... Just get home and watch the VODs while you're eating dinner. That's what I do. If I need to catch VODs, I might watch it while I'm eating. Alright, Matt. I'm out of topics. You want to take us home? Uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week on the Legendary League of Legends podcast. You can catch us live on twitch.tv slash nizzy2k11 at 8pm Eastern. Uh, you can catch the VODs on my YouTube channel, Legendary Podcast. You can catch the audio podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple, the Anchor, wherever the hell. And have a nice day.